right. Let's get started. Yes. Bicycle, like your president Right, bicycle. Swimming is for Mexicans. Swimming is for Mexicans. Mexicans. Cubans. That's how they leave. They swim. All right, let's get started. Yesterday's daf was daf kufav number 106. Today is 107. We'll get right to the review of yesterday's daf, and then we'll get to today's. We have a minor for Shlema, Tadas Basranya, in Batfora. Yodis Basara, Rachalea Basara, and whoever else needs a. I don't know all the rest. Okay. Whoever else needs a refuah lema. Okay. Um, so we're starting at the bottom of the page on Dafkuf Hayom and Beis, our review, uh, talking about a story where they did a chalitza privately, and uh, Rabbi Kiva said it's a good, uh, it was good. Um, so if they did it privately, how do you know it even happened? Okay. It's like, uh, like uh, kind of questions the story. So the Gemara says it wasn't private. It was they did it in the jail, and witnesses were outside of jail and watched it from the outside. So um, that's what happened. So the Shaila is, did the story happen out of jail and the story came to Rebbe Kiva who was in jail? Or was the story in jail? So the Rebbe Yudah said the name Rav that exactly, that actually jail was on both parts. The story happened in jail and then they brought the Shaila to Rebbe Akiva who was in jail. Okay. Next we saw is um, when it comes to chalitza, you can do tricks to uh, trick the, the, the yavam to do a chalitza. Um, definition, what do we mean by a trick, how you trick him? So Rish Lakish says that if you, you tell him that, uh, oh, let me show you how you will uh, perform. This is the way you're going to marry her. If you let her take off your shoe and spin in front of you, that's how you'll be married. Okay, in other words, um, so basically, huh? Why? Tell me why. That's just how it works. Yeah, yeah, don't ask questions. This is how it goes, okay? Well, you don't understand why you say it's a puzzle somewhere. <laughs> it's a puzzle somewhere, right. So, um, uh, Rabbi Echonet says that, that that cannot be valid because uh, we learned that uh, you, uh, he needs to have kavana, she needs to have kavana. If either of them don't have full kavana, so then it's a puzzle of chalitza. So then they have to have full kavana together. So how can that be? That is a kosh chalitza when he's thinking it's ibum, okay? So um, it can't be. So it must be that it's, uh, they say, do chalitza that you should, and you'll get uh, hundreds of dollars, uh, thousands of dollars, and um, and then, you know, whatever, you don't, you know, they say in Hebrew, they say, he gives him his foot. It's like, okay, there's nothing doing. Okay, I haven't got no money. Now what? Okay. Um, so, that's the story. Um, um, so the Bryce says that uh, okay, okay. Um, so the Bryce uh, says that. Uh, Okay, so the next thing, the Bryce also says that uh, that, that chalitza, exactly that way, that chalitza mutas is kosher. It doesn't mean, uh, it means that uh, on the condition I'm going to give you money, story goes with a woman who, um, well, felt yibum, who was not appropriate, wasn't a good yibum, and they said do chalitza, um, on the condition you should get uh, 200 zuz, 
and another story happened before, um, and Rebbe says it's kosher. Story goes before Rebbe Abba, and uh, he said, go, go to do Yibam. And she's like, I don't think it's a good idea for me to do Yibam. So he's like, do you know this fellow? So he's like, yeah, he's, he's interested only in money. And he, I'm scared that his goal is just to use up my money. As soon as that's gone, he's going to divorce me and I'll be without any money. I'll be a lot worse off. So, um, so, um, so he's like, um, if you don't want, so then, yeah, I don't want. So she's like, so he told the guy, do chalitza, and that's how, that's how you marry her. And then he, after the chalitza, he says, actually, that I made a mistake. <laughs> that's not true. Uh, that actually has the opposite effect. But since you're not already allowed to do yibam anymore, because you, once you do chalitza psula, it disqualifies the ability to do yibam. So now just do a proper chalitza so she should be uh, free to get married. Um, similar story happened with the uh, sister-in-law of Papa, came before the Yabam, was not appropriate, case came before Baye, and he said, do the Chalitza, and that's how you marry her. And so Rabbi Papa says, that's not a, don't you agree with Rabbi Yochran that that's not good? So, so what should I say? Say the money thing. After the Chalitza, he says, okay, give the money. And, um, and she said, like, oh, what do you mean? You could say, I'm, I was tricking you. I don't mean it. Um, uh, didn't we see that when somebody runs away from jail and he says the, to the to the ferryman, take me across and I'll give you $1,000, and and then he takes him across and he's like, no, I'm only paying you the regular wages. So um, you could do Mishat you see that power. So uh, that's the story. Um, now, once her papa said that, so Abai was actually jealous uh, that uh, he must have had family support. That's why he was able to be so smart. And uh, they ended up dying because of his jealousy, I guess. Um, next we saw is Chalitza uh, Mutas is kosher, but not a get muta. Trickery in Chalitza works, but not a trickery in a get. A uh, get, you put, you put money on the get, you better pay up, otherwise that, that, that actually qualifies as a conditional get, and it's not a good get otherwise. Uh, a forced Chalitza is no good, but a forced get is good. So it's interesting. So the Gemara says, now, what do you mean by forced, uh, a forced get or forced chalitza? If he says you want to do it, so then even chalitza, once you express your will, then it's good. Then it's good. And if you say that, um, um, and if you didn't say that, then why would by a get be good? The answer is that you're right. By a chalitza mutaz, it's always kosher. Get muta is never good. Uh, it's always possible. Chalitza mu'usa and a get mu'usa, it depends. Sometimes it's kosher, sometimes it's not. If he said rotsani in the end, after, after beating him up, then it's kosher in both cases. If he doesn't say that, then it's not kosher in both cases. And, uh, and this is based on the idea that, uh, you know, sort of trying to get to the inner rotsan of a person, and sometimes you have to beat it out of them until they get to that inner rotsan. Um, uh, so we kofen also achiyome rotsani. And the same is true with Kitei Nashim. It's Kofano Soachi Yom Rotsani. Okay, so Rava said in the name of Skor, in the name of Huna, that you do Chalitza even though, um, even if they don't really recognize, you do Miyan even if they don't uh, recognize each other. In other words, we don't need, as a witness, as a judge, to know the full ins and outs of who these people, two people come up, say they need to do the chalitza, we'll trust them that they're the right relatives and we're not going to um, ask them for their proof. Okay? Um, and because that's the case, and the same is true with me, and because that's the case, that's why we don't write anything 
um, until we verify, because it's not automatically assumed to be verified. Then we saw the other opinion that it's, that uh, Rava says, this is Rava himself talking, that was Rava in the name of Rav Skor in the name of Rav Funa. Rava himself disagrees and says that, no, we definitely do uh, worry, um, um, we definitely do need to make sure, and therefore, um, if we don't do any chalitzas, unless we know all the parties and what their relationship is, and the same is true with me, and, and therefore, we would write right away, just by uh, any witness to the thing, can write a get chalitza or, or, uh, or get mion, uh, because um, we are not worried about Bezdin making a mistake. Bezdin always is going to verify to make sure before allowing, before performing the ceremony. And that brings us to the next uh, Mishnah, which is basically the proper procedure of Chalitza. It starts off where he, uh, the man comes in with the Yavama to Bezdin. Um, they advise him uh, what's appropriate for him. As the Pasuk says, they speak to him in his circumstances. Is it a good idea for him to get married to this woman or not? And um, it turns out that it's not, so they're going forward with uh, Chalitza. So she starts off saying, um, you know, my husband, uh, my Yavam, refuses to build, to establish for his brother a name in Israel. He does not want to do Yibam to me. And he says, I don't want to take her. And they have to speak it specifically in Lashon HaKodesh, using the terminology of the Torah. And uh, then she goes to him in front of the Canaan and removes his shoe uh, from his foot. Then she spits in front of him, has to be visible spit to the eyes of the judges. And then she proclaims, And that is the end. By what Rabbi Orkinus, um in a specific area, he did it, and he, had, and he actually um, read it all the way to the end of the Parsha, so that became the custom to read it all the way to the end of the Parsha, till it says, um, the judges are the only ones who would actually be reading, being saying that, not the Talmudim, and according to Rebuda, actually at the end you're supposed to say, Chalotzanal, and uh, that's that. So the first things first is Rebuda, and the, and the Gemara says that the Mitzvah Chalitza is him re- her reading, him reading, her shoe remo- removing a shoe, and her spitting, and then her reading. So the Gemara says, of course that's what it is, that's exactly what the Mishnah says. So what's the Skiddish of Rav Yudah? The answer is, it's only mitzvah. It's not me'akev. If you went out of order, it's okay, and that's what the price says, that if you did the chalitza before the spitting, and the spitting before the chalitza, what's done is done. Bayez says that somebody is um, uh, reading to the lady to tell her what to say, you know, so he's like, repeat after me, you know, me'ein uh, yivami, so she says, me'ein yivami, right, so basically you have to make sure not to read first the word lo, and then read avayami together, and that would be uh, having an opposite connotation. So therefore you have to do it as a single sentence, lo avayami, even though it might be harder for her to beat three words together. Um, and the same is true when read, having him read, uh, you can't have low and uh, stop, stop and then say, say after me, na, you know, low. And he says, low. And then he says, okay, now say, chafatzti. And he says, chafatzti. It's not connected. You want to say, because uh, then it might have the opposite connotation, that it's no, chafatzti lakachta. I want to take her. So so that's the issue. Rav says that this is not a problem. It's you're just making efsik, and it's still, it's less lambada. Nothing to worry about. Now, Rav Ashi met up with Rav Kana who was working really hard to make sure that she could say Lo'avi Yabmi, and she was having a hard time getting the full sentence out, okay? It was a tongue twister, whatever it was, it wasn't going. 
uh, it would have been easier if you could break it up, but he didn't. So, uh, so that's what. Um, so, Ravashi says, "Don't you hold like Rava, who says that it's you know just Afsuki Milsa, it's not a big deal." So he's like, "No, no, no. even Rava would agree that when it comes to Lo Yava Yabni, that has to be together because it could really mean something else. It's only when it comes to the man's line, the man's line, you know, it's not the end of the world if you separate them out." Now, Abaye uh, says that when you're writing a get chalitza, you have to write. We, we, you know, uh, we had her. We read her. We had her read the verses from Me'enivami Adiyaviyami, meaning not writing it out the full sentence, and that's intentional so that you don't write a four words from the Torah together, because then it would require proper lining, lines. Okay, an interesting halacha, and then we would read him, and they also just quote, you know, from the word. Uh, lo until the word lakakta. Instead of right, you know, he wrote, yeah. He said, Lo lukavatz lakakta. They basically skip that out and just write from here to here. And then we had her read from kacha until chalutza now. Yeah, very interesting. Now, uh, Marzutra just made the, the star the, uh, with lines and he wrote the parsha. Um, and uh, so, uh, so Marbar Iti says that I thought you're not allowed to write fragments of the Torah. I thought it's an issue. So the bottom line halacha, though, is that Marzutra is correct here. And by the way, this is something that I've seen some people be makbid on when it comes to weddings. We do write psukim, and uh, but I think that was more of a concern that you know where is it can end up saying them in the garbage, and you know it has a full pasuk. You know, right? Right. So that's an issue anyway. It's what Nevim is a little more lenient, or whatever. Um, whatever they put the psukim in. Anyway, um, I remember I've seen some you know, people more careful about these things. Anyway, point being is that's a it's a, a little bit of an esoteric halacha that uh, you have to put the lines in. But Maritzutra uh, is the bottom line because uh, your intention is not when your intention is to write uh, Torah, but just to write a small portion of it. That's more of an issue. But here they're writing a star, <laughs> so it's obviously you're just quoting a pasuk in the star, then it, it's fine. Uh, Baye says that if uh, another case, if the wind you know, after the spit gets carried in the air, so then that's not good at all. And the reason is because it has to be Yarko Bifanov. And therefore, if he's much taller than her and she spits towards him, even if the wind takes it away, it was still towards him and it's fine. If, uh, if the, when, when she's tall and he's really short, so if the wind blew it away before it came down opposite his face, that's when it's problematic. Also, we saw that Rava says that uh, if she ate garlic and she spit, um, or gargishta, which is another type of food that, that produces some type of uh, saliva. Um, okay, it's, I don't know, I don't know what it is, some type of grass, I don't know exactly what. Clay. What does it call it? How does it translate? It's clay. What, clay? Gargishta is clay? Based on Russia, like okay, I don't know how he's eating that. She's eating that, but whatever it is, um, um, it's uh, basically that's uh, not called spit anymore, and therefore it's it has to be yarko meatzma has to come from itself, self-produced. Um, Rava says that judges need to actually see it as it comes out of the mouth, as it says leinias kenim by the word yarko. Now it says that the judges only and not the students. Uh, Rabbi Yudah says, we were sitting in front of Rabbi Kiva, a case of uh, Chalitza came before us, 
and he told us, Rabbi Tarvin, you know, instructed us to all answer base chalutzanal, 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 and that's what we—that's the custom, and that's the psak halacha, and that was where we left off yesterday, and we'll take it from here.